What's up, everybody? This is Chase Banks with the Chase the Juice podcast. We got welcome Diddy back, with, everybody. We got Diddy with us today, and no juice. Dude disappeared. He's taking a day off. We do have uh, the legendary man, the myth, the legend, Dill Dog, with us today. Special guest. What's up, everyone? I'm Dylan. All right, so uh, let's get started. We had a hell of a Thursday night game. Uh, Atlanta versus Carolina here. Car- uh, Atlanta pulls one out finally. They find a way to close the game, 25-17. Uh, yeah, and I'm watching that game come down to a close. You know, those final minutes are coming down. DJ Moore makes an insane catch, and I'm thinking Atlanta's going Atlanta's gonna to blow this again. I just I couldn't get that thought in my mind, but they hung on. Good interception at the end to close it out. Yeah, even when you see Atlanta and you see those projections where it's like, okay, they got a 90% chance to close this game out. Most of the time that doesn't happen. (laughs) That's never enough. (laughs) Yeah, I read 90% for them, and 90% for them is like 50%. It's like they're really going to do it this time, find a way to lose. And they show a shot of, uh, what's his name, Arthur Blank. That's the owner, right? That's his name? Yeah. It's him on the sideline, man. He looks like he's been through some shit, man. <laughs> was he on the sideline? I didn't see him. Was he on the sideline tonight? I saw a picture. Yeah, he was like standing somewhere. He's on the in the home yeah. games. He's usually on the sideline, standing there, like, "Why the fuck did I keep Dan Quinn so long?" Like, yeah. Well, Raheem Morris doesn't seem like he's much better. Some games looks like they're just inventing like new better. ways to lose. I just don't get how they do it. It's incredible, but- man. This week wasn't that week. We got Julio turning it up with Calvin uh, Calvin Ridley going down. 137. 137. Yards. That's big for them. That's huge. Yeah, big day. Huge day. And then yeah, it's almost half of my Ryan's yards. Yeah. 281 from Ryan. He's got Russell Gage and Christian Blake that he's throwing to because Hayden Hurst is yeah, about as useful as my freaking left hand. Like he's just a shadow of what he was in Baltimore. Have you ever seen Dylan use his left hand? It's not pretty. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then Curtis Samuel. What's up with him, man? I saw so someone. Mike Davis carries. <laughs> Dude, he's vulturing. He's vulturing touchdowns from Mike Davis week after week. And I saw a comp- I saw a comparison on Twitter talking about he's almost like what Percy Harvin was back in the day. I thought that was a. Uh, Solid comparison. There, I could see that. That's fair. fair. Doesn't probably return kicks like Percy did, but probably also not high like Percy was. But (laughs) that's true. He might be. Yeah, we don't know. I I saw something. Relax. Relax the uh, drug policy this year. So maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something like on third down they go to him on like. 50 or 60 percent of the plays like he's gotten the majority of their first down or their third down conversions this year he's just that guy i guess did we got anything on that we got nothing i was something like it was it was the game last week they said something about it but i wasn't really paying attention that much but i mean they go to him and he had like five straight third down conversions last week and it was they just they if it's third down the ball's going to him that's definitely something I noticed. Uh, yeah, you have to know where he's out on the field. Mm-hmm. So let's let's stay with the Falcons here, but we'll go to in reverse last week's game, going against Detroit, and like we said, they just find ways to lose games. No ways. Scoring accidental touchdowns. 
Yeah. Matt Ryan in the huddle telling you not to score a touchdown, and you go and score a touchdown. You got the coach on the sideline telling you not to score a touchdown. Like that that video is kind of deceptive, though. That was when he, when Matt Ryan told him to score the touch or not to score the touchdown. That was before they got the first down. I just want to make that clear. That was before the first down. You can see, you can hear him say, "Hey, get to the first down and get down," right? So the way the NFL uh, video people cut that up, it was a little bit deceiving. When they got that first down, they didn't have to run. They didn't have to run a play. They could have just kneeled it down twice, kicked the field goal with no time on the clock. That's just a bonehead coaching decision, if you ask me. And at the same time, it's hard to get pissed at a guy for scoring touchdowns mm-hmm. in football. Definitely. Exactly. And when you get a touchdown and you go up and you have one minute and your defense has to hold a lead with no minute, with one minute, and the other team has no timeouts, that's hard to put that on Gurley, man. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Right. I can agree with that. Especially and, when a guy's got a 500K TD bonus incentive on his contract. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely something. I no mean, I think that money. <laughs> he obviously didn't mean to go in. And I don't know if it was yeah. I don't know who it was on the lines. That safety went up to tackle him and like let go of the mid thing. And he his momentum. Yeah, I mean, his momentum mm-hmm. carried him in. But Gurley's running with his head down. He's trying to break tackles, you know, get as close to the line as he can. And when he looked, it seemed like when he looked up and was like, oh, shit, I'm about to score a touchdown. And he just right. could not stop himself. That's mm-hmm. a big guy to try to stop. And unfortunately for Todd Gurley, he's left-handed. So his ball was in the, his strong hand, his left hand. So when he fell in, the ball got over the plane. If that's in his right hand, that's not a touchdown. I mean, we're not even having this discussion, but. That's, an, that's a good yeah, notice there. And it brings me back to something like his rookie year. I, I don't even understand why he got that close. His rookie year, I think, what, 2015, 2016? He's playing Somebody my Arizona play. Cardinals, and he does the exact opposite. He goes down. He has an outside run, and there's like 45 seconds left or something. He goes down like five yards before the end zone, cuts it upfield, and stays in bounds. Like the smartest thing he could have done. Yeah, I just don't guy. understand. That's a guy that knows what he's doing out there, and that's just that's just a weird play to see from him. It's it's some people say he did it on purpose. Hey, but hey, five hundred thousand dollar touchdown bonus. I mean, that's a five hundred thousand dollar touchdown. $500,000. I wouldn't blame him, honestly. If your defense can't stop him with a minute left, then that's on the defense. This team fucking sucks. My coach got fired. Half the team's on the trading block. I got (laughs) $500,000 sitting right there. I mean, you just want me to not take it? Might as well. I mean, you have to. And, Dylan, I know you're new to the podcast, but, man, we we watch the F-bombs around here. We got sponsors. Oh, my bad. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. We've all let one slip here and there. My grandma watches the show, and she's really big against F-words, so. That's understandable. My bad, grandma. Hey, all the rest of them are fine. All right. Moving on to the other side of the ball, shout-outs to the Lions, man. They played, a, they played a hell of a game offensively. Matthew Stafford with 340 yards. Kenny Galladay with 114 of those. Yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to point that out, too. That uh, No disrespect to the Lions, man. They played – they did what they had to do. They went out. There's a team that scored with a minute left and no no timeout. So props exactly. to them in the same way. I don't think they're getting enough credit. They're a three and three team. They're fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, a big trade. Exactly. They're making moves. They're they're looking to win now. And Matthew Stafford's getting up there in age. You have to. Definitely. Let's move on to the uh, the Battle of Ohio. Great game. 
Real good game, man. Cleveland, 37. Cincinnati, 34. Baylor started out a little – Baker started out a little slow. But he was pretty much flawless after that. I mean, we went 22 straight passes completed. Yeah. 22 straight passes. That's- See, well, I, I don't know. I think it was uh, 21 or something. But he went 22 for 23 to end the game, and his one incompletion was the spike right before the touchdown. And there you have it. That, yeah. That's just – that's insane. I don't care who you're playing, even if it is the Bengals, which they should have won by a hundred. But I mean, when you when you complete that many passes in a row, hey, props is deserved. But Joe Burrow also did his thing. He's over 400 yards that game. Um, hell of a game. I mean, Burrow continues to come out and compete every game despite having one of the worst O-lines in the league and just getting absolutely demolished by grown men every week. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he gets he gets absolutely hammered. If you've ever seen the Bengals game, I went and watched them live when they played the Colts a couple weeks ago. I mean, he doesn't just get hit. He gets – they hammer him. I mean, welcome oh, yeah. to the NFL, kid. For sure. That's just – I wouldn't want to Definitely. be the man in those pads. It's rough. But – yeah, and then OBJ goes down. His season's over. Uh, how do we see that, that affecting the team going forward? Uh, any guys you think are going to get more opportunities because of that? I think we might see the emergence of Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, he caught the game-winning touchdown. Michigan rookie, little uh, not well-known. But now you have Juice Jarvis Landry is going to be getting the majority of the attention on that team. So someone's got to step up. And he looked pretty good last week in his – limited sample obviously I don't think Baker's gonna throw a ball like that maybe ever in his life again yeah yeah he's definitely better than throwing throwing footballs but I do agree with that point uh people's Jones that was that was uh that catch that Jarvis threw to him along the sideline that was his first NFL completion am I am I right on that uh his first reception I think it was I I I want to say that's a fact we don't know. Hey, we don't. We don't got anything on that, did he? We got nothing. Uh, anyway, I wish I was in a on the fly Google machine, but hey, I wish too. <laughs> How about uh, Rashard Higgins, man? Uh, six receptions for 110 yards. I think he's definitely going to be a big target moving forward for them. Bag oh, yeah. all six of his targets. I mean, I, I mean, it's easy to say that. Obviously, uh, Mayfield was flawless. After Odell went out, I'm pretty sure that was what the, that was the turning point, wasn't it? I, I believe so. Yeah, and yeah, I threw a pick on that play. And uh, someone someone did an analysis. I think it was Orlovsky, but it brought up a real good point: is that the play that Odell got hurt on was very similar to the play they ran at the end of the game. The difference was Baker was laser focused on Odell and tried to force the ball to him as opposed to the end of the game where he went through his progressions, looked at three other receivers before – or two other receivers before slinging it to Peoples-Jones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of young quarterbacks struggle with that, definitely. They think they have to feed it to their star players when in reality just treat them like everyone else. If they're open, throw it to them. But obviously your stars can be open more than other people. So it, it should right. just naturally happen that way instead of force-feeding it to certain guys. Kind of similar to what Burrow was trying to do at the beginning of the year force feeding AJ green balls when he wasn't open. I, I mean, we've seen that. Uh, and then with Hooper down, we saw, um, Oh boy. What was it? What's his name? Austin Bryant. Yeah. 
Bryant caught not one but two touchdowns, correct? Yep. Two touchdowns. And Joke, you caught one. Um, yeah, tight tight end stepping up with Hooper out. Now, if he comes back and plays this week, don't expect that. But if you're a fantasy guy and you're looking for a tight end to stream and Bryant's still on the market right now, hey, go ahead, pick him up, shove him in the lineup this week and see what happens. I, I think he could maybe catch another one this week. I wouldn't count so much on Njoku. He just doesn't get the targets. I don't know what they're doing with him. Why is he on the roster if they're not going to use him? I mean, he requested a trade earlier in the year. He's obviously talented, big physical guy. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quick, too, for his size. I mean, there's a, teams like uh, – who can I think of here? The Patriots really need a tight end. Like, there's teams out there with a market for sure. I just wonder what his asking price is or if they're just being stubborn. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the Bills are another team I'd look at. They're starting Tyler Croft out there. I mean, if you know anything about Tyler Croft, he's not known for his pass-catching abilities. That's no. for sure. Um. But, yeah, I mean, if you remember before his injury, Njoku was a highly regarded tight end. Like, people thought he was – I mean, he was going to be a big deal mm-hmm. uh, fantasy-wise. And then he got injured, and they picked up Hooper, and then just – we just haven't heard from him. But we'll see if I, – I, that's a name I'd keep an eye on to get dealt at the deadline coming up here. Definitely. Um, moving on, we had a showdown. Two unbeaten teams, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Pittsburgh shows, man, they – they're the real deal. They're contenders. I mean, Big Ben still got a little bit left in the tank, man. He's really just easing into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention their their defense, man. They're they're great. They're they're the real deal. Don't let the twenty four points uh, fool you. They're yeah, definitely not something serious. And the Titans are a good team, the, right? The Titans that are out. a yeah. good team. I I, I was skeptical earlier in the year, but I mean. Every- yeah, ever since AJ Brown came back, man, electric. He lights up the score, lights up the stat sheet. Definitely, 153 yards last game. He said uh, 20 fantasy points three weeks straight now. Man, he's yeah. he's creeping. He's at the wide receiver one territory right now. He's a pretty mm-hmm. much a must start from here on out. Did he win Definitely. rookie of the year last year? Am I remembering that correctly? I want to say I... Josh Jacobs did. Oh uh, yeah, he was in the con. Okay, His name was maybe? in the hat though. Kyler Murray might have won it. Yeah, Kyler Murray won. Yeah, Kyler Murray did. But I definitely remember his name being in the hat. I think he was a thousand yard plus receiver last year. And I don't know if you guys actually saw the game, but seventy one of those yards, I believe, came on a slant route touchdown. I mean, he just is an yeah, athlete. And he and DK Metcalf is from the same crop. I mean, they're both old Miss receivers, extremely talented. Big guys. Uh, yeah, Big insanely. Guys insanely talented guys oh yeah and yeah he did have a thousand yards last year and eight touchdowns going on with that yeah yeah he's just he's making a name for himself i mean the future is bright for a lot of these young wide receivers out there definitely especially when you got guys like larry fitzgerald julio they're all getting they're getting on the older side it's glad it's nice to see that there's another generation of elite wide receivers out there they're gonna be able to take over exactly but yeah, watch out for Pittsburgh going forward, man. They might – I mean, both these teams might be Super Bowl contenders when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard to beat that defense, man. I mean, even though it should have been an overtime game, Guskowski should make that kick. Yeah, I mean, that's just a crazy good defense. Oh, yeah. Right. You know what to say? Defense I know wins championships. What would you say? So, you know what to say? Defense wins championships. And that's true. 
Mm -hmm. um, defense and O-lines, biggest contributors to championship teams. But in like Derrick Henry, I know he ended up scoring, but that stop on the goal line, if anybody's seen it before he scored, it, crazy. It's like running into a brick wall, and Derrick Henry doesn't run the brick walls very often. Yeah, it's rarely see him go backwards or just not move at all. I mean, yeah, usually one yard to given. Um, next game, we got another team that played tonight. Carolina dropping one to New Orleans. I picked Carolina to win that game in the upset. I still think, despite losing tonight, too, I still think they're a solid enough team. Um, in New Orleans, still struggling without Michael Thomas, but they're able to close this one out and uh, pick up a dub. Mm -hmm. um, Drew Brees, what are you guys thinking about him? Where, where does he rank among QBs in the NFL right now? Uh, I don't know. I just – it's hard for me to put him in the upper echelon group because it's just, he's not, he's not throwing downfield. It's, it's mm -hmm. clear that, I mean, it bothers him. He does. He does. It just doesn't look pretty. And I mean, he took a couple medium range shots and some of those balls came out and I'm just thinking, wow, that does not have the spin that I'm used to seeing. And yeah, obviously he was thinking about retiring before the season started and, uh, did he come into the season kind of, I don't know, maybe half-assing it in terms of his preparation? Obviously no preseason, and people kind of thought that, you know, those first few weeks, okay, he'll settle in, he'll figure it out. But I just – I have a low amount of – obviously he's smart. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over a ton. But okay. it's just tough for me to put him as a top-tier quarterback right now with the way that he's throwing the ball. No, I agree. He's definitely – I don't think he cracks that top ten – Maybe not even the top 15 the way he's playing right now. But it's also hard to judge him without his top target, Michael Thomas. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see him back this week. He practiced today. I don't know. I'm still I'm still skeptical whether if he missed last week because of disciplinary or by injury. Um, yeah, they said a hamstring popped up, but I don't know. They're a little shady down there. Who did he punch? That's the question. I'm still wondering how do you sit him for punching somebody? Unless you, like, punch Sean Payton or Drew Brees or something. It was uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, also known as C.D. Deuce now. He legally changed his name after okay. that altercation. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not kidding. That is a real thing. He legally changed his name to C.D. Deuce just, like, a week after all this happened. Who, so, wow. what does this guy do? Is he, he, does he actually play? He was a second-round pick last year or the year before out of Florida. He's a strong safety. He actually is the reason that Von Bell is out of town. Uh, Von Bell was a safety for the Saints for a few years. He's up in Cincinnati now. But he's he's a talented athlete, but, I mean, he's not on the level that Michael Thomas is. I had a hard he's time. He's playing in games. He's like a – Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a pretty prevalent figure on their defense. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, if, I, if, I'm, if I got my star player – and he's got a problem with someone to the point where he's punching him. I don't know if that's a problem with my star player. That's a problem with the guy he's punching. You got to keep the integrity, though. And, and, you know, it's the Saints, and they're going to do that. So. And Sean Payton's – he's a respected coach. He likes to keep things clean. But when you're – let's see, four and – or four and two? Yep. Um, they very easily could have dropped a couple of those games. Man, there's a, there's a fine line between playing it clean and winning football games. Including this one. I want to mm -hmm. put that out there. I mean, this was a very close game. This was a three-point contest, 
Yeah. And I want to make it a point. I called Carolina. I said they might win outright, but if you picked them with the spread, they won against the spread. So I would have won you some money. <laughs> what really matters here? That and exactly. <laughs> yep. um, he knows. He knows what we're about. Absolutely. Another disappointing game. Uh, Buffalo 18, Jets 10. Not Josh what I expected. Allen couldn't there. a touchdown in there against the practice squad. I kept watching it. I just could not believe that they were not getting in the end zone. Yeah, I know a person that had a parlay, uh, four legs, three of them hit. They needed Buffalo to win by 10. I think the, the spread was nine and a half. And that's just, that's just a bad beat there, man. That's two touchdowns, so two touchdowns by Josh Allen called back. One was a phantom PI. Um, but, and again, no excuses against the Jets. The Josh Allen MVP train is down. It's mm. being worked on. It's over. It's, it's not, no, it's, it's not broken. It doesn't exist. It, 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 no, it's still there. It's 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 floating because there's no there's no, had... there's not too many people just tearing it up without bad games right now. Yeah, I would Aaron say Rogers, still up there. Aaron Rodgers had his bad game. Kyle and Russell Wilson had a few interceptions his last game. So R- Russell Wilson had a bad game. Um, I can't so wait till we talk about that one. There's still there's still room for him to come back, but he's really got to light it up from here on out. But I'm declaring it down for maintenance. Uh, indefinitely. So some major changes going to have to be made to uh, get that up and rolling again. But yeah. a win's a win. Yes, it is. At the end of the day. How you can get them. Right. I, I'm just like reading through this here. I'm reading through the notes and the, we point out the need for a rushing attack. And I think that I couldn't agree more. And not just because I have Devin Singletary in fantasy. Uh, also because Josh Allen can't be the leading rusher on this team. Every, every week in, week out, if they want to be damn successful. week. Like, that that just can't happen. I mean, he's a tough guy. He's a tall guy. He's, a, he's just lowers his head. He gets yards, and he's really athletic. But, I mean, he can't keep hits. doing this. That's like, your franchise quarterback, and he's taking mm-hmm. hits every week. And you can't. You don't want that, man. You don't I mean, want that. No. I, I, do want, I do want to shout out Cole Beasley, 112 Ooh. yards. Big week. Also yeah. an extremely good rapper. If you haven't looked at his freestyles, check him out on YouTube. See Breezy. I don't know if that's what he goes by, but he should. Um, yeah, really good rapper. Check him out. Um, oh, well, another disappointing game. Looks like this week was full of them. Wow. We got the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football team. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben Gucci. Ben Gucci. <laughs> I can't get through this. I can't get through this. We're talking about Ben Gucci. He's a good Dallas is getting spanked. 25 to 3. The football team, like I said before, they're not that they're not terrible, but they're not this yeah. good. They're not 25 to 3. They shouldn't be blowing teams out. And the Cowboys, here's my problem. The Cowboys are showing no fight whatsoever, man. They, they just do not care. They, they, they don't care about each other as a team. They don't care about winning football games. They don't care. They barely care about how they perform. The guys that got paid are content with their money. They don't care about winning. It's just, 
oh, man, I don't see anything there worth salvaging at this point. Yeah, you know, there's, I, there, there's no leadership. A terrible defense, a terrible coaching staff. There's just nothing positive I can take away from this. Jerry Jones Honestly. is currently going through the seven stages of grief. He's in denial. He's in so much denial about how bad this team is. And what happened to Andy Dalton is like a perfect, like that whole segment, that whole saga is a perfect description of the Cowboys season. They get absolutely smacked and nobody gives a shit. Like yes. they, they just literally like, oh, yeah, see you later, Andy. Like that's like yeah. Zeke got his money. He's horrible. I mean, he can't hold on to the football to save his life. He's wearing sweatshirts underneath and the ball's popping out. Tony Pollard's looked better. Right. Jalen Smith got paid, and I don't think it's entirely his fault. He's not working with a lot around him, but I mean, he hasn't been disappointing for as highly paid as he was. And being the record setting linebacker contract, the guy that's supposed to set the pace in the field for linebackers in the league. I mean, he, you just expect more. You expect to see him flying around the field, but I mean, I don't, I wouldn't have a will to play for this team. There's no, it's just, Defensive yeah. coordinator is an idiot who gets Tabasco sauce in his eye while he's talking to the media. Like, how stupid was that? I mean, wow. Like, how? What's he doing with Tabasco sauce on his hands during the interview? That's my first question. I'll wipe them boys off before you get into that room. Don't wash your hands, man. <laughs> you just ate Tabasco. What do you? What do you? What are you eating with Tabasco before an interview? What? Do you, you're just something there. And then the dumbass is just like he puts it in his eye. And then, like, instead of, like, realizing, oh, shit, I have Tabasco sauce on my fingers and it's now in my eye, he just keeps rubbing it. Like, oh, man, I got to really lather that in there. Maybe it'll go. What the hell? What? That that uh, that interview right there pretty much sums up the entire Cowboys football. Oh, uh, they're such yeah. a mess. They're yeah, such a mess. Definitely. And then ben you got Jerry Jones' baby boy, Steven, running things up there. Man, it's just Mike McCarthy just underperforming team after team. Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't know what to do next. Just there's, there, there's just nothing in Dallas. There's nothing. Cut your losses. Ben DiNucci, seventh round pick. I did a little research on him on my own, just kind of like who, who is this guy from James Madison is where he went to school. He was drafted wow. by the Cowboys for what Jerry called Romo like traits. Oh. Absolutely. Romo like traits. I mean, I saw this dude wearing a headband that covered like his entire hair. I just thought this guy's a clown. I mean, <laughs> this, the, he's going to get murdered next week. I mean, we're going to see Zeke running the wildcat at a quarterback <laughs> next week before it's over. We might. That, and you know we what? Might. That might be their best option. Probably. On the football. I do want to. And even he's been disappointing too. So he started out really strong. But if you're a fantasy owner with Zeke on your team, I would ship him out now. Now. While you still can get anything worth getting from him. I mean, just get rid of him. Whatever someone will take. I mean, I don't I don't know if this guy can average more than 10 points a game the rest of the season. If I'm being if I'm being completely honest, they're gonna they're gonna be down every week, every single week. They're gonna be down. They're gonna have to throw the football. Their O-line's terrible. I think his only way of scoring points is really gonna be in the pass catching game, which he hasn't shown mm-hmm. too much of a, a want to to get going in there. So I just if he has any value right now, just ship him out for what you can get. That's not a headache I'd want on my team. On the flip side, Antonio Gibson, 128 yards rushing. I think he had some receiving as well. Big game. Um, if you can pick him up, I think that's a good option for your team. I was stupid. I traded him. Didn't get enough out of him. 
Memphis Tiger. You live and learn. But, yeah, Memphis Tiger, I think he already has more touches in the NFL than he did his entire college career. He played wide receiver in college. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played wide receiver in college, and he he sporadically ran the ball kind of like what Cordero Patterson does for the Bears a little bit. Okay. And, I mean, he's he's a baller. He looks great when he runs. I I don't watch much Memphis Tigers football, but, wow, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. But – this also kind of puts an end to the argument that uh, NFL, when you draft running backs that didn't get a lot of carries in college, that's not a bad thing. If anything, that's an increase on their shelf life. I don't think teams should be scared to go out and get those guys if they see the talent in them. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, that's – that's. I don't want to talk about that game anymore. No, yeah, mean, let's move on. And the new team. Ben Danucci, Big Gucci Ben. Um, <laughs> remember the name. Remember the name. He'll forget it even faster. <laughs> this guy might throw for 100 yards next week. <laughs> big, big week. Moving on to the next game, we have Green Bay and Houston. Man, Green Bay, kind of a beating. I don't know if you want to call it that, 35 to 20. I mean, their offense is electric. And that's, with, that's without Aaron Jones, their, their, second, best, mm-hmm. their second best weapon. Third best player. Yeah. Um, but Devontae Adams stepping up with his absence. Almost, <laughs> almost 200, 200 yards. yards. Yeah. I mean, crazy to think that wasn't the best performance of the week. <laughs> and that's right. That's just, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's a career insane. game for about anybody, but it seems like Devontae Adams is putting up stats like this almost regularly when he's healthy. I mean, in the two weeks he's been fully healthy in fantasy, he's scored over 40 points. Um, obviously, that's only two games, but, man, he just continues to impress. They don't really have many other weapons around him right now, but even withdrawing that extra coverage, he, he just – you can't stop the man. I mean, that, that long touchdown that he had, and I, he caught the ball, and there was Texans, like, sporadically around him. I mean, he just makes them all miss and trots into the end zone. It just looked good. And I don't think the Texans have a horrible defense. I think they just – they're a horrible team as a composition and, like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And if you ask the internet, the entire Texans wide receiver core is on the trade block to Green Bay right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, what's all, going on with that? And they're all, like, yeah, they're all talking like, about Green Bay. Kuti, uh, Fuller, and Cobb have all been linked to the Packers. So, I don't know if the Packers are just looking for a full new unit, but uh, I've seen all of their yeah. names pop up repeatedly. They, they say the Packers are, in look, are looking for a wide receiver. I don't have that much faith in the competency of the front office to go out and get one. As a Devontae Adams fantasy owner, I'm content with them not getting one. Um, but if they were to get one, Will Fuller would be a great name to go out there and get. You probably could grab him for, what, a third-round pick maybe? Yeah, I mean, he's in a yeah, contract year, so he's a rental for sure. But I, I think the Texans, now that Bill O'Brien's not giving you know talented receivers away for a bag of balls – I mean, yeah, they'll get something out of him if they really want to. And, and the Packers are a team that's they should be okay with a the rental. They're they're looking for Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl or bust at this yeah. point. I mean, yep. they got a good team on both sides of the ball, and I just that, that offense is electric. And get Aaron Jones back maybe this week. I don't know why do they hate Aaron Jones. That's my question. Um, he said he was fine. He said he's a hundred percent last week, but there's talk about him not playing this week. Dude. I mean, weird. It's interesting. Are they, are I they trying saw, to preserve him, or 
Like, yeah, and, and that's what they said. They said they're not trying to risk anything because they want them long-term. They are a team that's looking Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the thinking. Maybe they think, okay, we had Houston. We can beat Houston. Who, who do they have this next week? Do we know? Uh, the Vikings, who they absolutely slaughtered. That was Adam's first insane week. So maybe, maybe that's their thinking. Uh, we don't really need him these two weeks. We're going to kick their ass regardless. That's and Jamal Jamal Williams is a more than capable back. Seventy seven yards in this game rushing. Um, how how many other teams would he start for? Right, a lot of teams. Yeah, I right. mean he's a good. I've been saying this for years. He he is a good back, but when you have a guy as good as Aaron Jones, he should be getting all the carries. Right, every touch exactly. he gives, he should be a twenty five to thirty touch guy like Derrick Henry is. Well, and we know that Williams can catch, too. I mean, the week that I think Lazard went down, like all those guys went on IR, Adams was still out. He had nine catches for 83 yards. Yeah, um, he's, he's a talented guy, and he can do it all. But, yeah, definitely would rather have Aaron Jones back. Yeah. I and then next that. we got another Super Bowl contender, Tampa Bay. Um, 45, the Las Vegas Raiders. 20. Tom Brady's lighting it up. I mean, offensive player of the month. He's just, you know, if you know anything about me, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady guy. I kind of thought he was a fraud. I thought he was just benefiting off of uh, Belichick's system. But this this year, what he's doing at age 80, or however the hell old he is. 43. 43. Man, I'm impressed. I mean, I, I might go as far to say I was wrong. That's not something I say very often. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I was wrong, too. I was in the same conversation. We had conversations about how horrible he was last year, especially right after he threw that pick six to end their season. And, yeah. I mean, I saw him throw that ball to Scotty Miller, that long, what was it, 55-yard touchdown or whatever. And I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, I think it's truly – it was just – yeah, he didn't have any weapons last year. And you see the Patriots continue to struggle. It's hard to say now in 2020 that it was Belichick's system. That 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 argument's almost out the window. You can't say that. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I'm a guy that wrote – I literally wrote a five-page paper on why Peyton Manning's better than Tom Brady. And I might have to go find that and rip it up and burn it in the garbage because I just – I don't know if I can say that and feel good about myself anymore. I, I, my eyes have been opened. Not if he keeps playing like this. I mean, they're doing a great job of protecting him, too. That O-line's been nice, and he's got it's this embarrassment of riches on both sides of the ball. That defense is flying around. That offense looks hot. I mean, yeah, they, oof, they, that's going to be a tough team. This, this is the cookie-cutter model of what you need to do when you, get a, when you get a good quarterback in your team. You go out and get them toys. Go get them weapons. This is what the Packers should have been doing for Aaron Rodgers for years. When you got when you got a NASCAR driver sitting at the helm, you go you go get him a Mustang. You know, you go get him something good. He can go right around him. You get him you get him A B. You get him Mike. Well, I mean Mike Evans and Chris Godwin already there. But you go get him Leonard Fournette when you already got Ronald Jones, a more than capable back. You you know he's just got a plethora of toys to play with, man. It's just that's how you build a team around a guy. And they and what they use is their first round draft pick. You guys remember Antoine Winfield? Did he go first round? They go they go get him an O lineman. 
Oh, was it an O-lineman? Oh, uh, Wirfs. Tristan yeah, Wirfs. Yeah, Wirfs. how could I forget? Yeah, you, you'll give an O-lineman. That's where championships are won. You can have all those tools that you want, but when you if you don't have an O-line, you're not doing nothing. They knew that, and they went and got him a guy that's going to help him out. And you're seeing it, 45 points on the Raiders, and the Raiders aren't no slouch of a team, man. They're, they're competing for their own thing. I mean, they're three and three, but they played some good teams real tough. Yeah. It's an unfortunate schedule when you got to see Mahomes and Tom Brady. Like, if you got to see Mahomes twice, nonetheless. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. going to be a rough year trying to inch out wins. But I mean, they, they have a chance, I think, to slip into a wild card spot down the line. And I yeah. agree. I, Derek Carr yeah. is finding out that he can throw the ball downfield. It's possible. <laughs> His nuts grew back. I, I, before I thought maybe they were just gone for good. Someone cut him off. You know, the, the operation on his leg a few years back went wrong. Nuts went with it. But they're back. He's got balls that are the size of watermelons, and he's throwing it down. Hey, Henry Ruggs is a fast guy. He, he can catch footballs. Mm-hmm. So you toss one up out there to him, and, he's, and he's, Derek Carr's learned that real fast, and I think they're going to be a good team going forward. Yeah, and, I think – And an underrated – and an underrated receiver for them, Nelson Aguilar. How about him? Mm-hmm. He's starting to merge, man. He was terrible. As the number one. He was absolutely awful with the Eagles, man. Yeah, drop terrible. passes. It's like oh. he just couldn't he couldn't catch a ball to save his life. Yeah, we call him what? Snake hands, don't we? Snake hands, yes. <laughs> yeah. well, why do we call him snake hands, Dylan? Can't, every time the ball went his way, it literally like went straight. It, didn't, it wasn't like they were hitting his hands and maybe it was like a little far. Okay, that's a drop. These were like breadbasket throws when Carson Wentz and Nick Foles were dropping him in there, and he's just, like, right through the hands, like nothing there. We, we call him snake hands because snakes don't have hands. That's yeah. why we call him snake hands. Non-existent. Next game, another blowout, man. This just wasn't a good week. I mean, outside of a few games. KC right. 43, Denver 16. What else do we expect? What were the Broncos exactly. supposed to do here? I mean – they got what was coming for them. And City defense looked hot. I just, I mean, yeah, they were unstoppable. Special teams too. Byron Pringle. Yeah, taking that one to the house. Who saw that one coming? I mean, I didn't even know he returned kicks for them. I didn't either. I thought they were having like Hardman or something new, but yeah, they just have so many speedy guys out there, man. Yeah, it's just this was a slaughter. And what's interesting to me is I'm looking at the stats that we have. The Broncos had the stat leaders in all three offensive categories. Drew yep. Locke had more passing yards. Philip Lindsay had more rushing yards. Albert O, uh, I believe he's a rookie tight end out of Iowa, had 60 in his career receiving yards, which is 60. This was a snow game, so mm-hmm. take what yeah, you want. It wasn't from a this. big passing thing. Yeah. Tyreek Hill got his touchdown, so I was happy as a Tyreek Hill owner. But how do we pronounce that name? Albert Okawigabinina? Okawigabunum, I believe, or Boonum. That's better than what I can do, so. Yeah, I, I, they said it at the Combine a while ago. I was watching him, but, I mean, he's a Iowa tight end factory. Him and Noah Fant actually played together, I believe. Yeah, and, Noah Fant, big, I mean. They both had pretty going. solid weeks. Yeah, yeah, I like Noah Fant a lot, what I've seen from him this year. He struggled with injuries here and there, but. I think once he gets fully healthy, I think he's going to emerge as one of the top tight ends in the league. Give him a year, but I, I really think he could. Um, we'll move on to San Francisco and New England. Embarrassing. 
<laughs> and that that's that's the only word that can really describe it for the Patriots, man. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton struggled big time, got benched for study. Um, and this is what the worst loss the Patriots have had in decades. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's yeah. uh, it's uncommon to see this. Just that's not something you can get used to looking at. No, no, this is just crazy. And this isn't a San Francisco team that's even at full health right now. Mm-mm. They're running with Jeff Jeff Wilson at they running were. back. He's out now. And then I mean, he got hurt. So now we got Hasty. Go pick him up if he's available. You could plug him in the flex this week. Could be a nice play. Um, and that that's so strange to me. McKinnon is healthy, by the way. Jarek yeah, McKinnon is healthy. And Shanahan came out and said after that it was a workload management thing and that they'd always plan this. I'm like, what workload? You had five running backs, obviously, because you're on your fifth one right now. I was like, yeah. you can divvy this up whenever. I mean, you got guys falling down. I just, it's crazy to me. Yeah. He's got guys getting knocked out left and right. And I mean, they're still found a way to go out there and compete and tear them up, man. Brandon Ayuk. 115 yards, he's stepping up. Um, but yeah, it's just that's just a terrible loss. But Jimmy G, nice to get a win against his former team. That's always that's always fun. It's gotta feel great. Got to. Definitely. And then next up we got the Chargers 39 against Jacksonville's 29. Um, Herbert, great game, 347 passing. They've been close a lot of games this year. And, I mean, that's a, that's a common trend for the Chargers. They had the same problem last year. Close, but no cigar. But today they got the cigar. They they finished it out, closed it out. Now it's not a good team. Jacksonville sucks. Mm-hmm. Still don't know how they beat the Colts. Not a Colts podcast. but Not a Colts podcast. That was a fluke. James Robinson, 119 yards. He's – Emerging as one of the top running back plays in the league, fantasy-wise. And I believe he's the – other than Jeff Wilson, I mean, he and Jeff Wilson are the only two – oh, no, Antonio Gibson as well. I got over 100 yards this week. And those aren't normal names you see get – you know, when you're looking for 100-yard games, you're looking Kamara, you're looking Zeke, you're looking you're looking for those guys. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some sleeper options. You're not exactly picking these guys with your top three picks in your fantasy draft. Um, but man, Jacksonville did find a stud with him. Was he undrafted? Undrafted free agent, and there's not a lot of them this year. And you saw like Marquez Callaway from the Saints. There's only a handful that made it in with no preseason, and they've he's been solid since week one. He came out, and I think that's part of the reason the Colts lost. I mean, how do you game plan for a guy that you have no idea you never heard of before? Exactly. He just comes out and runs all over mm-hmm. you. So it's a good point. And then Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert obviously are forming a great connection. 125 yards for Allen. So underrated. Um, yes, very underrated. Mm-hmm. He needs to get some respect as a top-tier wide receiver in this league. My Definitely. question is, is Minshew, the franchise quarterback going forward, is he what Jacksonville needs no. at the helm? No. <sighs> Go ahead, did he? He, he? he can't win games. I mean, there's not much more to it. Yeah. Is it his fault he's not winning games? Or is no, it it's, no, it's it's not totally on him. Yeah, I mean, it came out today that he's got – who knows how long 
that he's got a really like messed up hand. Like we're talking several fractures and like ligament damage. Yeah, he right didn't tell hand. He, I mean, he did not tell a single person. He just did he take the hammer back to it like he did in college to get the <laughs> hell out of town? I mean, and this is the questions that need asked. Did yeah, did right. Gardner Minshew take a hammer to his hand? To get out of playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars again, who <laughs> can blame him again? Yeah. And that's that's the key. That's the key there. He's done it before. He's very <laughs> capable of just hammered on. <laughs> Rather go back up, Tom Brady. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's just could blame him if he did. I mean, we're alleging this right now, but right. If if he did take a hammer to his hand, who could blame him? I wouldn't want to play this team. It's so depressing to me to see such a dramatic fall from grace in terms of a defense. And we had yeah, Saxonville, Saxonville with Calais Campbell. Unique Ngakwe was young and talented. Jalen Ramsey was locking people up. And, I mean, even the back end of that secondary was something to look at once upon a time. And now we got Miles Jack and paid way too much money to run around there and throw his head around. I mean, yeah, and do. And you see all the you saw the reports where Jacksonville's pretty much treating their team like shit. Obviously, guys are out of town. They, I mean, you've seen on a consistent basis the guys leaving Jacksonville and immediately post on social media some type of troll or like thank God I'm out of that hellhole or something along those lines. And it's just like, well, when you don't treat your players very well, guys don't want to come there in free agency. Your good players don't want to stay. They don't want to re-sign. They want traded. And it's just – it's hard to build anything. We thought they were Super Bowl contenders just a few short years ago. And now the the Championship has been something serious. Definitely. And I don't think we've seen a team carried that hard by a defense in a long time. Obviously, there's a case for Peyton Manning in his last year with the Broncos. But, I mean, Jacksonville got Blake freaking Bortles (laughs) to an AFC championship. (laughs) <laughs> once upon a time just a few oh, short gosh. years ago it's so sad to see him in this state yeah but Definitely. ownership deserves that That that's their fault when you're not treating your players well that's what you got coming for you let it be known well finally we got a good game great game <laughs> great game arizona 37 seattle 34 and ot like Genesis, this game was an instant classic, an absolute thriller. And I will say, Kyler Murray might have rebooted the MVP campaign. The, the, the Kyler Murray MVP train might, might be up for running. Do we agree here? I would feel a lot more comfortable, and I'm a Cardinals fan here. I want to preface uh, this whole thing by saying this. Uh, I would feel a lot more comfortable if he didn't throw that horrible, no good interception that coming right off the back of Patrick Peterson's pick, uh, just like overthrew the guy by 20 yards and just threw it right to it. Like I, if there, if I was confident that he wouldn't be making plays like that when he has to throw the ball, then I would feel a lot better about saying that going forward. But in this game, I mean, he looked better than Russell Wilson. Uh, well, I mean, it's, this was a duel. Let's not 37, 34 OT. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, too. Everyone yeah. played great games. Yeah, right. Definitely. I think he looked better overall than Wilson did. Three interceptions tells me that on Wilson's mm-hmm. end. But 
I definitely think if he keeps playing at this level, especially with the way he runs and scores as well, uh, he's got a shot at being in the conversation. I don't think he's going to win it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's – I think Aaron it's Russell Rodgers, Wilson's award to lose, honestly. Russell Wilson's award to lose. I think – Yep. I think Aaron Rodgers is right up even with him. I think that Buccaneers game threw him off the mountain completely. I mean, it was bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was bad. He had a bounce back week. I think it is. You did. know, it's it's tough to say right now. We're almost at the midway mark, and yeah, you know, you know, obviously there's favorites. This is all just fun and games at this point. It's nothing serious. But I see a lot from Kyler Murray right now that I saw from Lamar Jackson last year. Wavering accuracy. It's not there. They're just not accurate throwers. But they're getting it done with their legs in a way that it's just it's just exhilarating to watch. I mean, the, what they're doing is stuff we haven't seen before in the NFL. And this new wave of quarterbacks that get it done this way, it's just been – it's been fun as hell to watch. And you can't – that something like that will boost your MVP uh, chances more than what you probably would deserve in a normal year, throwing the ball. Um, but let's talk about this. Tyler Lockett, 200 yards – receiving three touchdowns yep i don't want to short him eight three touchdowns three insane touchdowns not just regular no i mean watching with your eyes you you wouldn't believe that that was a catch the one especially i mean uh, especially that first one i mean patrick peterson for the majority of the night was glued to him and he just kept hauling in passes it was insane and Obviously, the end of the game when he had that tiptoe catch in the back of the end zone against Drake or Patrick, but still just – he looked elite, and he's shown this kind of potential before, not quite to this level, but you just – he's so versatile, I guess, in terms of why he's a great catcher. He can run routes. He's fast. He's a punt he's returner. Lex- I mean, he's fun to watch. He's lightning in a bottle, and – yeah, like you said, he shows he shows flashes of this, and he'll he'll like disappear a game and like catch like two passes for like forty yards or something stupid, and then he'll come back and he'll put up like one hundred and fifty and two touchdowns, and then he'll disappear for a while and just it's hard to respect him as an elite receiver. But when he's putting up games like this, it's like wow, it's obviously there. I mean, on all aspects, he's got the talent, he's got the speed, he's got the hands, he's got everything. It's just putting that together on a consistent basis to really just cement yourself in that top tier category. Um, another storyline to watch: Kenyon Drake went down towards the end of the game. Chase Edmonds, I think he will take over the job completely. I think it is now his job to lose. He's actually by the metrics of anything like per carry type of stats. He's making more. De- he's making more defenders miss. He's, you know, he's breaking tackles. He's getting more yards. I think it's just a matter of time. It all it takes is a Drake injury for Chase Edmonds to become a starting running back in the NFL. I and don't think he's going to give it back. He was last year. He was awesome last year, but he also, I believe, went down, which prompted the trade for Drake in the first place. Yes, because David Johnson wasn't getting it done. You know, with the market, obviously Todd Gurley uh, ended up in Atlanta and like with the market for backs this year being kind of low, the transition, Arizona used a transition tag on him. 
I don't see us keeping him around after this year. I think Chase Edmonds, I think you're right. I think Chase Edmonds takes a bigger role, especially as a receiver. Drake's not really a receiving guy. He, he's been bad. He drops balls when they come to him. He kind of looks yeah, like Zeke. He touched play. on that last week. He, he's shown in the past that he can receive, but he hasn't done that with Arizona yet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if the ball's coming in too hot because Kyler's got a freaking cannon, but yeah. Chase Edmonds doesn't have a problem. That's yeah, pretty he obvious. He has been the way better receiving back. And fantasy-wise, get your hands on Chase Edmonds. Absolutely. Going um, forward, he's yeah. going to be a beast. And in a, I think in a, league, in a league, maybe if you're in an eight man or a 10 man, maybe he's on the waiver wire. Pick him up. He, you can start him. Start him right now every week. Well, I think we're on week this week. week. But next week, you're going to want to start him. And he might become an RB2, a solidified RB2 by the end of the year, if Absolutely. things go as I think they're going to go. Um, Maybe even trade for him. He, his value is probably not too high just yet. You probably could get him for somewhat cheap. And then we get the Monday yeah, but, night game. Yeah. With the Bears. Pain. Pain did he, for did he ever let you Bears. start us out with this one? Yeah, you just run with this one. An embarrassment, to say the least. I, I'm calling for Matt Nagy, said right now. He, he needs to be gone out the door. I'm He's with a you on terrible that. play caller. Terrible. And even Fools had something to say about it to a commentator. That is that ridiculous. Was, that is sad. That is that is sad. That is some serious news that got dropped on the middle of that broadcast. That wow. Nagy's calling plays and Nick Fools knows that they're not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I, just no time. And, <laughs> that's just sad, man. Matt Nagy has fallen into the realm of delusional with what his offense can do. He's like he's like a Bill O'Brien, man. You lose Tariq yeah. Cohen, so you throw Cordero Patterson back there and expect him yeah. to be the same. Yeah, and and he's giving him like close to the amount or same amount of carries there. It, it right. doesn't make sense. Doesn't and he's getting like uh, I mean he what had six carries, twenty one yards or something. But he's not a running. He's like six no. three, and he's not Derrick Henry size, so he's not going to be that effective. Don't get me wrong, I like Cordero Patterson. He's shifty, he's quick, but he, that's not what he wants to be out there doing. He's a no. return man. Yeah, he is. He is a return man. <laughs> A damn good one. Really good one. But, yeah, you got an inept offensive mind, a guy that just clearly doesn't get it out there mm-hmm. calling the plays for your football team. It just doesn't make any sense. What's, what, are, what are they doing? I mean, oh, it's just sad. I don't know. You got David Montgomery running into a brick wall about every time he gets the ball. It's just mm-hmm. – I mean, they keep calling the same plays as to run right up the middle, and it doesn't go anywhere. It never so does. Predictable. So. so predictable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did he, do you see Allen Robinson getting moved right now? There's no way he's coming back. Um, Not a chance. Moved? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Honestly, he's he's too big. He's too big for the Bears. And at they five and two, they're, they're not winning the game. They're still, they're still thinking they're competing, even though they're probably going to make the playoffs they, and get bounced in the first round. Yeah, still that, be there, the, so. the defense isn't bad, but I mean, you. I think we saw a tale of two teams that are similar, and the difference mm-hmm. is McVay versus Nagy in the offensive side. And you just have, I mean, obviously there's some better weapons on the Rams too. They have a little bit more versatility in their backfield, mm-hmm. but. Definitely creatively, McVeigh just outcoached Nagy, in my opinion. And obviously, their defense is better than the Bears, but the Bears still have a top 
defense, the top tier defense, in my oh, opinion. For sure, they yeah. got top tier. Yeah. That second Jaylen, is dangerous. Jalen Johnson, yeah. I mean, he's been a, a revelation at corner. Maybe the best defensive player aside from Jeremy Chin, maybe on um, the roof for rookies. Hey, Julian Blackman would like a word. I like J- Julian Blackman, but Jeremy Chin is just dangerous. <laughs> Julian Blackman's had a hell of a year. Yeah, I agree with that. And he's he's a replacement for Malik Hooker, man. We're going to let him walk. I think so. J- Julian, Julian Blackman's what we thought Malik Hooker was going to be. And don't get me wrong, I think Hooker still has potential to go somewhere else and be great, but he just never fit our scheme. Julian Blackman fits the scheme. Not a Colts podcast. He but. jumped that ball against Burrow. I was I watched that like as soon as the ball came out of Burrow's hands, there was a collective like, oh my god, Julian's gonna jump this because mm-hmm. like everyone knew it was coming. He was in a perfect spot for it and just literally jumped up and got it. I played safety for three years in high school and I I, I saw it come out of his hands. I was like, oh no, and he just did exactly what he's supposed to do. He's a really talented fundamental, sticks to the scheme, makes plays. I really like Julian Blackman. He's also insane physically. He he had an ACL tear like seven months ago, six months ago. I didn't know that. He tore his ACL and like came back just like freakishly fast. I'm probably wrong on the months, but like he came back and was playing in like seven months, like in an NFL game. Like it's just it's just crazy. That's wild. He he's he's a guy that's committed to what he's doing. He's getting out there, he's rehabbing, he's doing everything he's got to do. He just wants to be great. And they call him Jumpman Jew for that reason. He jumps balls and gets interceptions. Dude's – he's great. Probably going to go buy a jersey. But that's all they got for recaps. Let's move on to this. We had a question on Twitter. And, by the way, if you follow – if you're on Twitter, follow us at Chase the Juice. Hey, send us a message. Add us. Put us in your mentions, man. Anything you want to hear us talk about? Any fantasy questions? Uh, any sport, baseball, basketball, football, anything. Ask us about it. We'll get back to you. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but this question was asked, Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees, all-time quarterback. Who's better? Uh, Dylan, I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, I, it's, it's tough. Obviously, you know, you look at Rodgers and you're like, wow, the, just some of the plays that he's made. He's got legendary highlights. But if you go and look at the stat sheet, Drew Brees' name on the all-time – he didn't make the NFL 100, which is an absolute crime. For, yeah, for Agreed. the top quarterbacks. Otto Graham made that team, by the way. How many people know who that is? Wow. Anyway, absolutely Whoa. travesty. And his name just highlights records. I think he's competing with Brady right now for all-time touchdowns. But – you look at the longevity, the ability to stay in, the amount of yards he's thrown to. I think he's the only player he threw a pass to Marquez Callaway last week, only player with 7,000 completions, which just, I mean, that's consistency. And he's just an absolute um, a, a tank. I don't Rarely he got injured last year, I think. Uh, he's getting older, obviously. You're going to see some more injuries. But you talk about someone that's been around for a long time, knows what he's doing has for many years had the ability to make plays and uh, we haven't seen as much this year. I do think this is his last year, regardless. Uh, He's shown that he can win the big games. Uh, He's only got one. I think they've only been there once, but he's been close so many times and it's debatable whether the referees have kept him out of a couple, but he's definitely, I don't hear that. I mean, God, it's so hard to look at that Rams game. Uh, (laughs) 
I definitely think that overall he's probably should be a top three, maybe four quarterback of all time. And just uh, the numbers don't lie in his case, and they really don't. Diddy, I'll let you piggyback off that. Yeah, um, I can go. Yeah, I can agree with that. Definitely, uh, Drew Brees. He's thrown for what, eighty, almost eighty thousand yards for his career. It's ridiculous. I mean, another name, another quarterback that did that. Can't. Yeah, well, I so. can't. But Aaron Rodgers physically can do things. Drew Brees can never dream of. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any denying that. I think the problem with Rodgers is that he's been held back his entire career by bad coaching. Mike McCarthy is one of the worst coaches I've ever seen in the NFL. I think he's awful. He, he shows an inability to adjust. They don't go out and get him weapons. He, he's Aaron Rodgers has done more with less than any other QB ever in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he does with just bums. I mean, he can make guys like Alan Lazard look like, I mean, get 100-yard games just like that. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he almost invented that, like, throw on the run, all those athletic throws that you see Patrick Mahomes do. Aaron Rodgers was that first. Yep. And that's why I just – I know he doesn't have the numbers. I mean, Drew Brees has just been racking those up. But – Aaron's Aaron still got time and he, he started out the first few years of his career under Brett Favre that kind of put a hinder into it Definitely. so I don't think his I don't think his career and numbers will ever compete to those in the top five but I think talent wise physically and what he's done to the quarterback position far outweighs mm-hmm. anything the other QBs have done but I don't want to disrespect Drew Brees he does hold so many records and he's up there close to a lot of other ones and it's hard to debate against that but I think Aaron Rodgers definitely deserves his respect and yeah, definitely time, and all yeah. time. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably probably the most talented quarterback that we've seen maybe Pat Mahomes maybe but I think Mahomes that, that's a whole there. different argument I think yeah, it's too early to call on Mahomes I mean obviously oh, yeah, he got paid he's freakishly athletic he makes plays people have never seen before and the closest comparison mm-hmm. we have to that is Rodgers but I mean it I I can't help but think that you know, he's – there's one bad thing that could happen that could just throw his entire thing off. And I don't know how the Chiefs have been able to play these guys, but, I mean, they have to be real consistent with him because I don't think he has the ability that Rodgers does to take someone like Alan Lazard and make him a star. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I think Definitely. I think a lot of these quarterbacks have benefited from their head coach. Um, just, imagine, just imagine Aaron Rodgers in a Sean Payton offense with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And freaking, yeah, whoever else. Ranks. Ranks. Yeah. Right, and he has a similar oh. build. You could you could argue with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and stuff, but it's now, not. The, but, the, yeah. yeah, the supporting cast or, or even around those guys is nowhere near to the quality that the Saints have. I mean, and, and look what Sanders the Saints is, do. Yeah, they, go just, on and get, they go on and get themselves a backup center. I mean, when, when the Saints draft depth, it's at positions that matter, like center and – the rest of the O-line, and then you, you get guys on the defensive side that are really – I mean, their defense has consistently been better than the Packers. When – what the Packers do with their draft pick, oh, let's go get a third-string running back. Let's get a let's get a backup quarterback for us. That's the difference between these franchises and what their quarterbacks are able to do with it. You got one guy that's doing everything you can to help out his quarterback, and then you got the Packers who just, like – they – 
the, the thing, it's almost like they want Aaron Rodgers to do more with Wes. Like, they just like, hey, dude, I want you to go out there and prove what you can do. So I'm going to give you a shit team. Just like, you go show them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even in the case of last year, I mean, obviously the defense has looked a little bit better this year. But in the case of last year, that defense got gashed towards the end of the year. And Rodgers was keeping – I mean, he's the raft that keeps them floating. Like, yeah. It's just – it's insanity to me that they decided that after seeing Raheem Mostert run for 186 yards at four contact in the NFC Championship that – you know what would really benefit our team right now? A Utah State quarterback who looked like crap. So let's sit him behind there in the first round. I mean, that's just – and then draft another a running back. Like, okay, I think our issues are addressed. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, like, and now you get – Alan Lazard and Marquez. Malik Taylor is getting NFL time, which Mm -hmm. that's interesting. And that and that's and that's what we're looking at. So I I lean Aaron Rodgers, but honestly, you can't go wrong either way. The numbers obviously support Breeze. Both both all time greats, both Hall of Famers. And that's where we're at. At the end of the day, stop debating so much on who's better. Even though it's fun. I mean appreciate guys make a lot of money debating on who's better. But at the end of the day, Sit back, appreciate greatness while it's here. We got two guys that are great at football. Let's move on. Let's take a break from football for a second. MLB, we had the World Series. Dodgers win in six. But I think the real story was in, was in game six. Kevin Cash pulls Blake Snell after giving up his second hit. They're up one nothing. He gives up his second hit. 73 pitches, nine nine strikeouts, and the next three batters were 0-6 with six Ks against them, and he gets yanked before he gets to face those guys. Makes no sense whatsoever. The only team that can outsmart the Rays is the Rays themselves. What what was he doing, Chase? Just – I was screaming at my TV. And my I couldn't phone. believe it. I was watching it too, and I just I like my jaw hit the floor. I'm like two hits. That's the second. That's the second. He's got nine strikeouts. I didn't even know that about the next six guys being or the next six batters are zero and six with six strikeouts. Yes, combined. These yeah. guys couldn't touch Blake Snell. No, Blake Damn Snell. Was- the analytics. No, and here's the thing, analytics. Probably tell you leave him in. The guys, he, the guy next six guys are over six with six Ks. I mean, I don't see how any analytics could talk against that. I've heard people on ESPN, but people on ESPN screaming up and down that Kevin Cash made the right decision. Just how can you say that? Now, obviously, if he stays in, he gives up two home runs back to back. We're saying why do you leave Blake Snell in the analytics or whatever? I mean, people will say that, but I think with that those numbers, how do you look at that and say? You know what? It really would benefit our team in this elimination game right now. We might not be able to snell through seventy-three pitches already. He's not going to pitch in Game Seven at all. No. Leave him in until something bad happens because you invite that what what actually happened. You invite that problem in, and they when, they, they put in probably their worst reliever. Right. And I get you're trying to save your good ones for tomorrow, but there is no tomorrow if you don't win today. Exactly. I just did. I, I don't get it. It was so baffling to see that happen. And as a former pitcher, um, you, you gotta, you let him tell you when, when he's up. Snell was pitching probably the best game of his life. If I'm being honest, that is probably the best I've ever seen Blake Snell pitch. I mean, it's that a- guy, every pitch he had was plus, 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 plus. 
freakish it, lineup too to be doing it against. Yeah, he was just just shoving it to the guys. And to not have the trust in him to work himself out of that, maybe if he lets up another hit, okay, fine. He's he's losing it. This is you know, this is the third time around in the lineup. You don't want to see him a third time. Because the analytics will tell you that is worse. When you when you when a guy goes to a lineup for the third time, they usually tend to get higher average against them. But this is one of those freak incidents where it's like, okay, this guy is straight up dealing. You got here because of Blake Snell. You rode him to this moment. If you put all your chips on him at this time and you lose, you can live with that. I mean, he's the reason you got there. He can be the reason you lose it. You can live with that. That's fine. But when you just simply take the ball out of his hands after two hits, after straight shoving it to him, that's just, man, if I was Blake Snell, I'm requesting a trade right now. Right now. I mean, yeah. if the game yeah. was over, I probably would have told Kevin Cash what he could do with that ball and shove it, you know, where. And I just, man, I just, I feel for the man, really. But wow. congrats to the Dodgers. Congrats to Kershaw. What what could have been a bigger story is what happened after the game. Uh, Justin Turner pulled in the middle of the game for what was said to be a positive COVID test. My first question when that happens is, how is he just now getting back a positive COVID test? There's so much like shadowy, sh- shadowy stuff around this one. I don't get it. It's real shady, if you ask me. Real I've heard it was, shady. yeah, I, I've heard it was positive before the game. And when an executive told him that it was likely a false positive, so he shouldn't worry. I've heard that it was inconclusive, so they were doing another test and they were waiting on the results. And that's what I heard was the inconclusive. Right? I've heard excuses yes. is what I've heard. Yes. And what I've heard a lot is all the blame being thrown on Justin Turner when it should be part – a lot of that should be on the organization and a lot of that should be on Ron Manfred. Manfred Why did he go back out there? Why do you, that's that, and that's a question. Man. After he tested positive, he went out and celebrated. That that's reckless. You can't do that. And he's lucky yeah. the MLB season's over because he would have ended it right there. Well, no, ready, he wouldn't. There the MLB. He wouldn't have. Did you that's, see? Yeah, did you see what Isn't happened? He positive? They, tested, they tested the entire team. No one else tested positive. Which I mean, that's this my could be a, question. This could be a well, double false positive too. And that's that's too, my question. I think if you ask me. That's that, it's a false positive. There's no way, um, or else this virus just ain't shit. But no one else tested positive. He, I mean, it's hard. Bad. It's hard to tell a guy that when you work your entire life towards one goal, one goal, you're working every day towards that goal, and you finally achieve it, and you're telling him he can't go out there and take a picture with his team after already being in the locker room all day, all week, mm-hmm. months. Really, they they've been together for months. But that's the day specifically. He was in the locker room. He was in the dugout. They were high five and swapping spit, you know, spitting seeds. You know, it's if they were going to get infected, they're going to get infected. It already happened. Yeah. And I think that's why Dave Roberts, who's a cancer survivor, and he's been the big focal point while people have been trying to make a case for Justin Turner should, you know, be thrown like thrown to the wolves, basically. I, th- I think even Dave Roberts understood, like, okay, this is a guy that just, this is the crowning achievement in his life, probably. I mean, he played Definitely. He played most of the game. The issue that I, I would have is if he tested positive, was sitting in the clubhouse before the game or whatever, and then ran out in the field after to do that. That's obviously – and it's hard mm-hmm. to look at this from an optical standpoint and be like, okay, 
it is what it is. Obviously it's, it's, you know, it, with the way, especially California is about the coronavirus stuff and how serious it can be for some people, this was a stupid thing, but for the most part, he had his mask on. The only times he was without it is when he was, he kissed his wife, which obviously they live in the same household. So what are you going to do? Yeah, They're exactly. in a sort of bubble setting. And, and that's another question I had. How does he catch COVID if he's in a bubble? Yeah. That's just, that doesn't make I mean, sense the, to me. I don't get it. I don't There's know. just so many questions here, and I just feel like I'm I'm never going to get the answer to any of them. No, and the no, only thing that's going to come out of it is the MLB putting blame on the players, as they do consistently with any issue that could come back. It's Manfred for you. I, I think the only thing that could look optically worse, other than Rob Manfred sounding drunk when he was talking to that mic. He was like 30 beers deep. <laughs> he was loaded. Okay, so the explanation that I heard and Pat McAfee gave this is sometimes when you hear yourself echoing in the stadium that you, your brain takes a second to catch up, especially if you don't do it often. But no, that dude was hammered. Was I mean, hammered. Ca- you he can't make excuse bad. for that. He that dude was gone. Turner tested positive, and he just started taking double shots. Like, you just can't uh, <laughs> immediate. Oh, That's PR. probably a hell of a headache. But yeah, dude, he let it show. He should just I like, think someone else take the mic. I can't do this right now. I think the only thing that can look optically worse than that is if he ends up suspending uh, – if they end up suspending Turner would just look horrible because you can't tell me that, like, the Astros – I think what the Astros did was an absolute travesty and should have been punished greater. I, I'm not going to even get started on that tangent. Right. I'm not even going to get started on that tangent. But – My blood's boiling. Right. If Turner gets suspended for this, I think that is the that's the only thing that can look optically worse is if this guy gets a especially a big punishment like that I've heard rumored, right? Yeah. That's just that's horrible. But he, he walked out there and he's they're like, No, dude, you, you tested positive for COVID. And I guess he just said no. And yeah, he just I kept mean, going out there. Hmm. That's the story I heard, but we'll never truly know. They'll cover it up somehow, some way. Yeah, Let's we'll move on to about NBA. it all in two months. And there we go. It'll all be gone in two months. Irrelevant. NBA news. Daryl Morey, uh, the most hated out of China, <laughs> running the 76ers basketball ops. I think they said he lost like $200 million from the NBA this year, $200, $300 million in revenue from losing out on the China market. I'm not saying what he did was wrong. He spoke his mind. Everyone else gets to do it. But mm-hmm. that is a fact. He lost a lot of money for the league. But now he's running the 76ers basketball operations with Doc Rivers as his head coach. What do we think that's going to look like for the Sixers? What are they going to do? Are they going to keep the squad together? Or are we dealing? They should Maury, try. Maury's built try on analytics, right? He, is he went anything. to the small ball based on analytics. We and saw how that played out when they yet. ran into <laughs> L.A., right? Yes. Do Does he change his mind here, or does he send yeah. – Joel Embiid in the entire ship because I think the the smallest guy in the starting lineup for the Sixers last year was six six. I think the tallest guy for the Rockets was six five. Yes, and there's just like a, such a Robert difference Covington in six, style. Seven. Oh, six seven. Okay, but so, he's the- he's a guard at six seven. Right, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what is the style like? Like, why? How does this fit? And I'm just, I think Joel Embiid's gone. I and here's why I, 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 I don't, don't think. I don't think so. I don't think Embiid and Simmons can coexist until Simmons develops a reliable jump shot. I don't think it's going to happen. You need yeah, a guy around the point yeah, that can yeah. shoot. Unless Simmons wants to play that power forward position, maybe it could work out then. But I think he belongs as a guard, and I think he's got to get a jump shot. 
But if and, he doesn't, then you got to ship out Embiid. Well, and as dominant as he is, and maybe you don't ship Embiid here, if you're thinking, and I've heard James Harden's name link a hundred times, I think it's got a very low chance of happening. But yeah, do you I, ship? I think, if, I think if the Rockets are getting rid of anyone, it's going to be Russ. Right. Yep. But do you ship, you know, Simmons? If you're trying to do a win now, and obviously Embiid needs somebody that can shoot so it frees him up, do you ship Simmons and a couple of other, like, draft picks or losers or whatever for Harden? At that at Harden being, what, 30, uh, whatever he is? I think Harden's, I mean, obviously an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, but if you want to win are now, the Rockets going to go for that? It. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, that's, and that's the question. That's what the problem is. Not with the next piece of news. I don't think they will, especially. And there we have it. Rockets hire Steven Silas. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I think so. Former Mavs assistant coach. Obviously, he's worked with good guards, Luca. Um, people who know more than me tell me this is a good hire. I don't know much about the guy. Me either. So, but hey, the people say. It's a good hire. I trust him. From what I've read and like heard, I think it's safe. Safe is the word that I've heard. Like this guy is not going to come out and be like, okay, we're going to draw up these crazy plays and do all this. He's going to play to the strengths of Russ and uh, Harden, obviously, and just try to figure it out. I think that's Mm -hmm. what they need a little little less involvement. Right. Mm -hmm. And you got a guy that's right here is very offensive minded and that's, that's an offensive minded team. Their defense has was improved at the end of the last year. We'll see if it stays that way. But that, that's all I got on that guy. Mm-hmm. Steven Silas, new Rockets head coach. NFL news. AB signs to the Bucks. There's rumors he's gonna go to the Hawks. We linked him to the Colts. Yeah, that ain't happened. He's to the Bucks. And we had a guy, Bruce Arians, head coach of the Bucks, just completely shitting on this guy. He's just been taking a big fat dump on AB ever since he signed there. I've never seen anything like it. How do you sign a guy to a contract and then just talk trash about him before he's even joined your team? I mean, I think I texted you as soon as this happened, and I was like, um, Arians doesn't like him at all. He mm. doesn't. I mean, he said in the preseason that he didn't want him. Yeah, he, for the he, reason he, that he's a he said they weren't going to sign him. He, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. There's, he said, there's no chance. He said, there's no way we're going to get AB. He doesn't fit our what we're trying to do. And there's probably not enough money. Well, that was a bull. That was a bald faced lie. There's, it, it doesn't cost much money to sign Antonio Brown at this point in time. No. But I mean, you got Evans. Evans playing on one, one leg all year, pretty much so yeah, far. He's been hurt. OJ Howard goes out. I mean, don't get me wrong. This team's still loaded with weapons. We talked about it yeah. earlier. Uh, Fournette just got healthy. I mean, Scotty Miller's look good. I mean, uh, he's a little banged up too. And Godwin with his finger, but he's going to be back in a couple, yeah. a week or two. So that's not really that big mm-hmm. of a deal. And obviously the signing happened before that happened. So you can't say this was an injury replacement. This is Tom Brady coming out and saying, you want a Super Bowl, Bruce? Here's what we need. Here's what would help us. Here's what would get us to the next level. We got to keep him away from the Seahawks. I think this is more about keeping AB away from Russ and the Seahawks. Okay. Than it is. And obviously, don't get me wrong, Antonio Brown is going to come out and he's going to ball out. Antonio Brown is going to look fantastic. Mm -hmm. I agree. But I think this move, I think the only reason the Arians was on board with this at all is because the Seahawks wanted him. And that's, I think you might be right there. But either way, we got a wide receiver core. These are are Brady's targets right now. You have Mike Evans, 
who's probably one of the, if healthy, the probably the best red zone target in the NFL. You got Chris Godwin, another obviously shown what he can do last year. Route running beast. Just and then you got Antonio Brown, who three years ago was the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now we'll see what he can do now. I don't think he's lost a step. I, I mean, he looks like he's in tremendous shape. He has obviously from what we see in the limited time with the Patriots, him and Tom have a connection. They're good friends. They stay in touch. He lived at his house. I, the only, oh, and then you have Rob Gronkowski who's finally stepping up. He's getting used to the offense. Great red zone threat. I mean, Scotty this is Miller. Scotty Miller, who's emerges. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy that Tom can rely on. This is probably the best, I mean, receiving core in the NFL. I don't think there's much of a debate on that. Um, the only question is, fantasy-wise, you can't feed them all. Who are the guys you, you tend towards? Obviously, A.B. is a low-priced guy right now. Mm-hmm. He might. I think he's going to get more than what a lot of people think just because of the connection him and Tom have. Um, I... I have a little bit less faith in Mike Evans because just because he's been banged up all year and Rob Gronkowski showing up. So that might take away some of his red zone targets. But if you, right now you can buy Mike Evans on the trade block for like an incredibly low price. So if you want to go get him, I think you would go get him before AB starts playing because mm-hmm. that you get ahead of what they think is going to happen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Before they see what happens, you can kind of – you can bank on him not getting as many targets taken away as people think. But at the least, it's it's hard to pick who you want. I, I don't – I mean, who's really going to know for sure until they all play? So right. trade-wise, you're going to downgrade a lot of them. But I wouldn't mind going out and get a piece of them if the price is right. And it's going to it's gonna take a couple weeks. Don't freak out if you kind of make that trade and you're like, oh, my God, this was a horrible deal because so-and-so is not performing. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a few weeks for them to settle. And we already saw it at the beginning of the year where it took Gronk a couple weeks to heat up. Yeah, We're going to have to wait a few weeks, kind of wait for everybody to get healthy a little bit and see how this plays out. And going into the playoffs, I think it's going to be hard for hard-pressed when you look at that and see, okay, who's going to be a good option for me going into the playoffs? Yeah, I agree. Um, did you get anything to add? Nope. nope. All right. Let's move on to predictions for next week. Uh, Dylan, what we do here is we uh, take a person, tell them you want the spread, the points, money line, and that's what we got. got we it. don't have to give score predictions. So, uh, First game, we got New England and Buffalo. Buffalo is favored by three and a half. Take Boy, I hope Buffalo – they should cover. I hope yeah, they then cover. They, I they think should. they will. I, I think, think they have a bounce back for sure. But then again, it might be a blowout. Also looking for a bounce back. So I, I would. This isn't a lock, but if well, I had we Buffalo for minus three and a half. We all want things we can't have, and Stephon Gilmore. It sounds like might not be a Patriot for much longer. That's interesting news. I mean, that's just that's insane to me. To have him. Yeah, I mean, that, any mm-hmm. anybody would love him, but. So let's let's say that he's he's on his way out. Julian Edelman's out for multiple weeks. That just happened a few minutes ago. I'm pretty sure he had, uh, yeah, he had a procedure. 
he had a procedure on, I believe, one of his legs, and he's out for multiple weeks. Not like he was, you know, he Cam was, was finding him anyway. Yeah. Right. Not like Cam was finding him anyway, but I, I can't trust Cam Newton. I think the Bills cover here easily. Yeah, definitely. Bills cover. All right. Well, that's what we got. Next game, Tennessee minus five and a half against the Bengals. I think you take that all day. Yeah, all day. Yeah. That's a lock. Maybe a trap. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to take it. I think Burrow gets rocked this game. I, I think they try to lean on a non-existent running game with Gio Bernard or the check down game, but I just don't think they put enough points up to match Tennessee. This is going to be a boat race. That reminds me. If Joe Mixon misses again, uh, which he didn't practice today, if Joe Mixon's out, Gio Bernard against Tennessee would be a really good play for the flex. Um, Tennessee lets up a ton of points to fantasy running backs. Diddy's giving me a thumbs down. But I just smacked Diddy's team last week. So who are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so yeah, I got Tennessee minus five and a half. You guys got anything? No, nah, I got Tennessee's covering this easy in my yeah. opinion. I think this is a boat race. Definitely. All right. Next game, Vegas at Cleveland. Cleveland's favored by two and a half. I'm taking Vegas. I'm taking Vegas all day. Right. That's a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah, I got Raiders, Raiders plus two and a half. Yeah. I'd probably take Raiders money line if I was a betting man. Yeah, uh, I, th- I don't see there's I don't see Baker having another performance like he did. No, I, I think that the Raiders now have some film on definitely more film on Higgins, definitely more film on Peoples Jones. I think that's part of what contributed to Baker's success last week. I think he has a good game, but I don't think it's enough to get the job done. I don't think they win. I think Vegas wins, and I think obviously that's going to, you know, take care of the spread. Yeah, I agree. Next, we got the Colts. Finally, we have a Colts game. I, I don't I didn't know what to do with myself with no Colts to talk about. Um, Colts minus two and a half against Detroit at Detroit. I'm taking Colts against the spread for obvious reasons. They're the better team. They are a better Detroit. team. You're going to take Detroit. He's a yeah, I think Matt Stafford's going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting to hear that. Yeah. Boy, Kenny Galladay looks he nice, though. going to shut him down, yeah, baby. Sorry, I, I forgot I had to pick the Colts. It's a Colts podcast. Yeah, you have to pick them. It's not a Colts okay. podcast, but if it was, uh-huh. you yeah. would have. On this not Colts podcast as a guest, and as how I how much I love defense and how much I love Julian Blackman and all this, I think he shadows Kenny Galladay for taking the Colts. Oh, and by the way – uh, Leonard back to practice. Michael Pittman Jr. That's back huge. to practice. Huge. Huge. Oh, and, Tur- and Ture's back to practice too. Huge. A lot, of, a lot of guys possibly playing, returning this week. Indy's going to get better. I like them big time, minus two and a half. Am I reading this Green Bay spread correctly? Yeah. Did you miss another? Yep. Did you miss a seven in there? 77? Because <laughs> I'd still take Green Bay. I mean, this is insane. Yeah, at Green Bay, minus seven. At Green Bay, uh, minus I'm seven. I'm hammering that. I'm hammering that. How much money can you put on that? In <laughs> all of my money. All Just, the monies. Uh, come on. Legally, my whole bank account. obviously, you can put all the monies on this. Right, of course. Yeah, if you're betting, yeah. man. Did uh, they not did, – did Vegas not watch this first game, it, which was in Minnesota, by the way? Obviously, week one, things changed. I think the Vikings have looked worse. Dallas <laughs> look, is Dallas sure. Correct? 
Uh, is, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I think he is. I don't know. I think the it's last shaky. time I saw, I don't think he was gonna play, but that could have changed. So. I think it's shaky, actually. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Green Bay by Green Bay minus seven. Hammer it against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Now this next one. This is a this is an effing spread. This is a trap. The Yikes. Jets, yeah, again at Kansas City minus nineteen and a half. I don't think I don't think you can take that. It's a trap. No, you can't take. Definitely. That's a college football spread. Mm-hmm. That's like when that's like when Bama plays like. St. Mary's Girls School for the Blind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't, you can't take that. It's a trap. I don't think you bet on this one. No, definitely not. Just don't Keep your touch. Money far away from this one. Yeah, no, stay, stay away. away. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Obviously, I think it'd be embarrassing yeah, sure. if they lost. But I don't I mean, think they you should win the... by a hundred. But that's not how football works. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think you look at this one and be like, maybe Lev Bell explodes, by the way. That's my hot take for the week. I think Lev Bell mm-hmm. explodes against this team. I think he just annihilates him, I but mean, we'll see. I'd love the, to see it. They'll probably give him the ball just to troll him. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I would. It'd be petty. They're petty. Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid's like that. He's a funny yeah. guy. Probably laugh about it in the post game. Last year's Sunday Night Football, I witnessed Mahomes score a rushing touchdown and count the number of picks on his fingers he was after Trubisky, so they're a petty team. Yep, remember yeah, that. we love it. <laughs> we love to see it. All right, next mm. game, the Rams minus three and a half at Miami. This is a tricky one. Um, I definitely, start. I definitely think – yeah, and to his first start, I think Miami is a good football team. I think they could beat the Rams, but – then again, with it being to his first start, I also am a little bit, a little bit shaky on him. If Fitz was starting, I'm probably taking Miami money line. Ooh, but Fitz isn't starting. I'm gonna take Los Angeles minus three and a half. Wait, Miles, Miles is, Gaskin, yeah. by the way, has kind of emerged out of that backfield, looking like a solid fantasy play for people that are looking for daily options. I wouldn't touch him this week against the Rams, but still. Mm-hmm. Not against and Aaron Donald. Especially but. with Tua. We don't know how Tua – because a lot of his points are coming from receiving. We don't know how Tua is going to, you know, react with his running backs. I, I wanted to have a moment of silence for uh, Tua because I think there's a good likelihood Aaron Donald kills him. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just don't – I didn't see the thinking of playing Tua in this game. In but if Fitz – yeah, if Fitz has to come back in, I don't think – you. I, don't, I just think you don't touch this game if you're – I would. If you, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. But I, I think LA is going to – LA is going to win – just off mm-hmm. the strength of their defense purely. Uh, don't get me wrong. Miami, very good defense. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard looked very, very good. Yes. But they just don't match up to mm-hmm. Los Angeles. I mean, and Sean McVay will find a way around it. But don't yeah. sleep on Miami. I'm tired of the disrespect. Definitely don't. don't. I, it's a weak division this year. They have mm-hmm. a chance. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they definitely do. Mm-hmm. Next game, we got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore's favored by four. Ooh. I don't. I think don't know if I like that. Pittsburgh plus four all day. I'm hammered. Mm-hmm. I'd probably take Pittsburgh money line. I don't think Baltimore is the real deal. I don't think I don't think they're gonna contend for the Super Bowl. I could see an early exit in the playoffs again this year. Pittsburgh plus four, but probably could take money line. If you got some balls. Pittsburgh's hot, man. I agree. Mm-hmm. They're just ah man. Their defense is too tough. Yeah. They're going to have some scheme, too, to contain Lamar. And Devin Bush, If mm-hmm. I don't think you can ask for a better spy. Or did Devin Bush get hurt? Either way, if Devin Bush is playing, I don't think you can ask for a better person to spy Lamar Jackson. 
Agreed. It's fast. Mm-hmm. Maybe Devin White. Devin White's looked good this year, but I think Bush is just he's a he's a fast guy. I think they're gonna have Watt running contained. He's done it fairly well. I think Lamar's gonna struggle in this game and Pittsburgh is gonna win. Agreed. Minka Fitzpatrick pick six. Put some money on it. Yeah, there's there's that's a good chance of happening. That is a mm-hmm. I, I like that pick. Uh Probably so best. yeah, on FanDuel you can put Steelers defense as a anytime touchdown score. It's probably like plus one thousand. I don't have the odds up on me right now, but that's that'd be one I'd take. Uh Los Angeles Chargers minus three against Denver. Um, I don't know. I, it's gonna be a toss up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about this game, man. It's close. Strangely, like I wanna say Herbert's gonna come out and throw for three hundred plus because he probably will. Okay. I mean, Broncos have a good defense, though. But I like Herbert, but I also like oh. Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's – I mean, I think he's a very good QB. I really yeah. – I'd probably take the Still over. on the subpar offense. I'm probably going to take the over on this one. I don't know what the over is, but whatever it is, probably take it. Yeah, I think if Jerry Judy gets involved this week – I mean, what are they doing with him, man? I just can't – I can't stand to watch him. It's, he just hasn't been as involved as I think he'd be. God, he's so talented. His route running is just nuts, but I don't know. Maybe they just haven't figured it out yet. Maybe there's just no chemistry because they're playing Brett Ripien when Drew locks out. I just yeah, it's been a little bit shaky. If he gets involved, I think this is a close one. Other than that, I don't touch this game. I think LA is going to win, but who knows? Denver might pull. Denver's known recent years since Peyton to just pull out random games like this off the strength of their running game. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a big game from Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe Melvin Gordon passed the straight line test this time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Don't count on it. Nah, I'm no. <laughs> New Orleans minus four and a half at the Bears. I'm it's probably gonna take this one. I'm probably taking the Bears plus the points. This is a big prove it week for the Bears. Actually you, do you I belong? Just, I don't think so. If Michael I'm if Michael Thomas plays. Yeah, Michael yeah. Thomas plays. I'm taking Saints minus four and a half. If he doesn't play, I'm taking Bears plus four and a half. That's how that's I think Michael Thomas is the deciding factor here. I you I know, agree. I hate looking totally. back on previous games because obviously you can't compare the way like obviously the Bears played really good. They matched up really well with the Panthers. And then the Panthers came mm-hmm. out and had a good game against the Saints. So what does that say for this game? I'd take New Orleans with Michael Thomas back. There's just no way I look at this and say. Nick Foles is going to get the job done. I, I, I'm taking the Saints here. Yep. Okay, moving on. We have San Francisco at Seattle. Minus three for Seattle. Three. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm taking Seattle minus the points. Yeah. All day. All yeah. day. I would hammer that one. Mm-hmm. Hammer down. I think Vegas might have a lot of false confidence here in San Francisco. After that big one last week, they're kind of gassing a little bit. Huh? Yeah, I think it's it's too hard to look at that and be like – I think they forgot it was the Patriots. But. Right. A struggling Patriots, a really bad Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still beat up. I. Yeah, I got like Seattle big here. And Arizona yeah. always matches up well with Seattle. They've had some entertaining games over the past couple of years. Yeah, oh, or Arizona sure. gave them a run for their money last year. I think that the, what we saw from Russ isn't going to happen again. I think he's going to mm-hmm. ball out this game, especially with that secondary being so banged up in San Fran. 
Yes, I agree mm-hmm, totally. For sure. Uh, next game, we got Dallas at Philadelphia minus nine. And you know what? That's a crazy spread, but I think I like Philadelphia. Yeah. I just, I just don't see the Cowboys doing anything, especially mm-hmm. with – say it. Say it for me. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Big Gucci Ben. Big Gucci Ben. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, Eagles yeah. minus nine, even though oh. Carson Wentz is terrible and mm-hmm. really bad at football. Yeah, yeah, Eagles here. Yeah. And then we got For the Monday night game. We got Bucks the uh, yep, we got Bucks and the Giants. And I don't see a spread here. Do we have a spread? I am not sure. Whatever it is, Tampa Bay. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Whatever it is. You're You're taking Tampa Bay minus the points. It's a blowout. I don't Who cares how much it is? Tampa might win by like 20. So Yeah, I think this is a pretty Mm -hmm. safe Tampa pick. Yeah. According to ESPN, there's no spread. We're going to look ahead a little bit to the next Thursday night game. We won't make predictions just yet, but – Green Bay at San Francisco should be a fun one for a change. It's nice to have a good Thursday night game to kick off the week. Thank God. Don't get that very often, so I want to shout out my appreciation for that. And then, last of all, November 3rd, Election Day, go vote. Get out there and do it. Civic duty is so important. You you got to do it. You don't have a choice. You have to. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you're voting for. Just just go vote for somebody. But make sure you're doing your research. Know what you're doing. Know what know what you're voting for. Don't just vote just to do it because it's popular. Yeah. And you know, any I'm not typically a politically driven person, but obviously there's a lot of outside pressures and a lot of people telling you things to do what you believe in. Either way, I mean, you see all the go vote, you see all this, and a lot of it feels like they want to want you to vote one way or another, depending on which source you look at. I mean, just vote with uh, your head and your heart. Make sure you do the research and make the right decision for what you believe in. And that's what we got. Hey, go follow us on Twitter, at Chase the Juice. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe, at Chase the Juice. Hey, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. What do you want to see on the YouTube channel? We want to get it up and going, but we don't know what to post, if I'm being honest with you. We, we just, we're just trying to figure it out. Tell us what you want to see. We're going to make it happen. But go subscribe. Get ready for it so you know when it comes out. At Chase the Juice on Twitter. At Chase the Juice on YouTube. Get it going. All right. Thanks, everybody.